Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Yes, voted Ireland's divorce referendum will pave the way for a more compassionate law, according to Fine Gael ministers. And the party uh, wants voters to give radical new proposals to give basically the thumbs up to married couples to apply for a split a little bit sooner than the five years or the four years of the previous five they currently have to wait. At present, estranged pairs must be living apart for four out of the previous five years before divorce proceedings can actually begin. And the referendum will take place on May the 24th, the same day, of course, as the local uh, elections and the European elections. And Minister Josepa Madigan, who is a backbencher, who introduced the private member's bill seeking a referendum said the current four-year waiting period before someone can actually apply for a divorce uh, exacts an enormous toll on many people who are left unable to move on with their lives. So I want to know how you will be voting. Let's do a little vote actually here, a classic hits vote. I want you just to WhatsApp or text the word yes or no. How will you be voting in this referendum uh, to remove that five-year waiting period? The Oireachtas, of course, said they will legislate for two years to reduce it from two down to two of the previous three years. I want to know how you'll be voting. Yes, you'll be voting yes to do it, or no, you'll be voting no that you don't agree with it. Let me know hey, what you're thinking and text or WhatsApp 087-188-0008. And joining me in the studio is Josepa Madigan. Josepa, it's been a long time getting there. I, I think I spoke to you on the phone about two years ago, or maybe it could have been even longer. Mm. When was the private member, when did you originally kind of moot this? Yeah, so uh, it, it would have been actually the 17th of June 2016, so mm-hmm. I was only about four months at TD and I was actually going down on, on the train to Cork to the Family Lawyers Association meeting their AGM and it just it just occurred to me that, you know, I'd been 20 years as a family lawyer, what could I do in Dole Erin to help all the people that I've seen go through separation? So you've seen the experiences so, of people yeah. who have been together for, the, for those years? I have, yeah, yeah. and I, if there was one thing I wanted to do when I got into Dole Erin uh, was to reduce that time and I was conscious of the fact as well that we didn't know how long the government was going to last so I had an urgency about it. Um, so I think I brought my private member's bill in, in, in July 2016, the first stage of it and then it passed all the various different stages but obviously you can have an idea but it's you know you have to bring it to fruition. I looked at reducing the time limit to one year uh, I felt that that was too short. You know, it's the breakdown of a marriage is a grief for people. They go through all the different stages, you know, bargaining, depression, anger, denial, and mm-hmm. finally acceptance. Um, and when I looked at other jurisdictions, two years was the time that most other countries had. And I suppose just for some of your listeners, um, you know, what we're proposing to do in this referendum is, is really quite straightforward. We're proposing to take the time limit out of the Constitution. Okay, so here's the confusion. And we want to clarify this yeah. for people. The actual referendum question is to remove the time limit completely. It's and, from, and we're allowing from the, the Constitution. Absolutely, yes. the Constitution. And, and we have already, the, the Department of Justice, obviously Minister Flanagan, it, it's his remit. Well, he said he's justice. supporting this as well. Yes, yes he is, of course. of course. And he has published a bill to say that it'll be two years. So the Oireachtas will legislate for two years period. And that is two years before you can apply. So it's not like you're married and then if you're two years living separate and apart, you, you can get uh, mm. divorced. You, it's only the time when you can apply. So I, for example, met a lady the other day. Uh, her name was Sandra and she had no children uh, and it took her six years to get divorced. Yeah, because you know. it's time to go into the court process, Exactly, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. yeah. So it can take another year or two once you issue divorce proceedings. And, and to clarify to people, where did this five years initially come from? In 1995, when we had the original divorce referendum, this five years was inserted into the Constitution. Why Why do you believe that was put yeah, in it's, there? It, it, what's in the Constitution is four years out of the preceding five, which means that somebody has to be living separate, the spouses have to be living separate and apart for four years continuously out of the preceding five. And the reason why it was put in is there was a fear at the time that the referendum wouldn't pass otherwise. There was also rationale that people may reconcile their differences within that four-year period. 
that doesn't really happen. Uh, it happens very, and very rarely. And that's why they said for the previous five, exactly. in case you attempted to reconcile and reconciliation failed, you didn't go back to the start again and reset it. Exactly. And, and two years is sufficient time if mm. people are going to reconcile. In my experience of 20 years doing this, I have very rarely seen that happen. Mm. Um, but this isn't anti-marriage because at the end of the day... So that's what people we, are arguing, that it is anti-marriage. We, yeah. Well, we, you know... I think in Fine Gael, you know, we brought the marriage equality referendum. I think that demonstrates the fact that we do support marriage. Um, but even, you know, there was a, a justice in 1866, Lord Pazance, and he defined what marriage is. And he said it's a voluntary union of, of, of a man and wife or two people um, with, a, with the exclusion of all others. And if it's voluntary, then it should be voluntary that one can get out of that marriage. But at the end of the day, that's not what this referendum is about. This is simply about reducing the time limit. And it's very important that your listeners know that proper provision is still enshrined in the Constitution um, and that uh, it, there has to be no reasonable, uh, there ha- that, you know, no reasonable prospect of reconciliation. And of course, so all those protections are still obliged, there. of course, if any couple comes in, they're obliged now to go to mediation. They're also obliged to tell them that, you know, reconciliation is available for them. So there is an obligation. Yeah, the to do everything they can. The solicitors will have to, exactly, they will have to advise about uh, uh, counselling. They'll also have to advise about mediation. Uh, there is, I'd like to see more of an, uh, an uptake of mediation. There probably isn't enough. Um, and that's something that we're, you know, we're very conscious of. But this, this referendum is purely about the time limit and also about the recognition of foreign divorces in this jurisdiction. Okay, so, it, so here's a question for you. What happens, say, for example, at the UK next year, which there is a suggestion reduce divorce down to six months? And we recognise UK divorces without having to go to a circuit court and it's fast-tracked. Is there a possibility then that we'll have Irish people going to the UK to get a six-month divorce, a quickie divorce, and then coming back to Ireland again and having that divorce recognised? There, there are some people who, who, who get married outside Ireland. There are some people who get divorced outside of Ireland. And what we are seeing in the courts here is that, you know, because there's no proper legislation in relation to it. We only have the Domicile and Recognition of Foreign Divorces Act, which really gives um, a non-uniform approach to divorces that are obtained outside the EU and those that are inside the EU. So because of Brexit and, the, and obviously the more of a probability of that than a possibility of it, it's really important that we have a uniform approach to that. And that's, for, that's, that's why when people go in to the polling booth, they will have one uh, question to answer, which is a combination of both the recognition of foreign divorce and the time limit. And so they either vote yes or no. I mean, some of the no votes that I've seen, and if I look on social media, some of the no voters, a lot of it seems to be protest. In other words, after, I suppose, the pro-life, or I should say, the, the abortion referendum, and of course, the marriage equality referendum we had recently as well, they don't trust the government to legislate. So they have a fear that if I vote yes and we remove the time limit, what happens if the government changed their mind in a year's time and reduced it back down to a year or six months or three months, which is probably not legally possible yeah, because you wouldn't I mean, do it in three f- months. F- first of all, I think they should take comfort from the fact that there is a precedent set here already. And if you're talking about repealing the eighth that there was a, a, a draft scheme of a general bill published and then the Oireachtas legislated for that. And the same is saying here, we have published a bill saying that we're going to amend Section 5 of the Divorce Act 1996 to two years instead of four. And if, if those politicians, for example, don't do that, which, which they will, um, you know, that's what, what, election, next, that's what, elections, that's what elections are about. Mm. So, you, you know, yeah. you, you, have, you have to vote, you know, and, and, and the Irish people should vote um, for the people that they want. I mean, 
I spoke to a solicitor recently and I was asking him what he thought of it. And he says, I have no problem with it. He says, absolutely, because I see a lot of couples in distress who are kind of more or less tied financially together, you know, for a long, long time. And unfortunately, some don't want to communicate with each other and don't feel they should have to communicate with each other and want to move on with their lives. But he said, the problem I see is in the family law courts. He says, we don't have a system. He says, all I can see is a bigger backlog. He said, if we suddenly reduce this down to two years, he said, all of a sudden we're going to have more people applying for a divorce. Not people who wouldn't have ordinarily replied, mm-hmm. but obviously a bigger backlog. And he said, we can't handle and we can't deal with it. He said, in the UK, you can get a divorce in a few months. Mm. You know, once you start the process. Yeah, I mean, first of all, we've one of the lowest marital breakdown rates in Ireland. We're only one in 10 and and the Eurostat figure has this 1.7 out of 1,000. We don't envisage any change to that, but there will be an initial tiny spike because of those people that are already separated are suddenly eligible but are we, for divorce. are we going to equip the family law courts to deal with maybe they, that, that spike or to deal with That's something that the Minister for Justice will look at but I mean if you look at Dr Geoffrey Shannon's report during the week from the Law Society there's also the Law Reform Commission report um, I think a conversation will start we need in to relation to all of, the ro- all of the reforms that can be done. I've always I've ne- made no secret of the fact that you know I think there should be a dedicated family court um, the Minister for Justice is aware of that and he is, he is making a provision for all of these things things down the line but we want to just get this we don't want to confuse this reduction of a time limit with all those other things but it, I think a conversation has started around those reforms Okay so you don't you don't think that the the, the, law, it, it, the, the, the courts won't be able to handle these situations or if we reduce this time No uh, no, but that's not to say that there shouldn't be reforms and I think that there will be but it, you know it, it's it's important that, that, that people know I mean from the last 2016 census there are 222,000 people in Ireland who declared themselves a separation or divorced and we have to show some compassion to those these are people that have, you know, for whatever reason their marriage has broken down uh, and we want to look after them, uh, you know, and make sure that they're treated with a degree of humanity that from my experience they haven't been. And though that four-year time period, you know, is, is so destructive in terms of the financial costs, you know, can be two sets of costs for judicial separation, separation and then a divorce. There can be interim applications for maintenance, for access. Um, it's also used for mischievous circumstances sometimes where a husband or wife can hide assets where there are relocation and then we can't enforce maintenance proceedings. Um, there, there's a, a, a risk of parental alienation. Can so people there, refuse there, to get a divorce, by the way? Can, can one party turn around and say, I'm not giving you a divorce? Is that somebody possible? can somebody can do that, uh, but but you are entitled to issue divorce proceedings against somebody. And if they decide, you know, and you have to prove proper service against a person. And if they decide not to turn up on consecutive occasions, then it is open to a court to grant a divorce in their absence. But you know, obviously, because we hear of that a lot where people it, will go it, for it divorce. Very rarely happens. You hear of people going for divorce, and unfortunately for the courts, it wastes a lot of court time when people adjourn it and adjourn it or yeah. don't have their defence ready. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, so so the two years will help with all of that. So you think um, that'll speed up that process. Yeah, exactly. And the emotional trauma, you know, on children, Dr. Jeffrey mm-hmm. Shannon talked about that. And actually what was really interesting in his finding is he said that it's not so much the divorce has an impact on the children, it's the length of time and the duration of the process. Um, so that's another reason. So I the think. argument is if you've got two people in a toxic situation who maybe have to live together for reasons because they're going through a divorce and they have one of them is there's kind of like almost a bluffing game on they don't want to move out, mm. that that will speed up that process so the children have to don't have to deal with that situation. Exactly, yeah. I mean, they're nearly four thousand people a year who are looking to, for a divorce. Sorry, four thousand applications. So that translates as eight thousand people. Uh, which, and we think about the extended family, and, and you know, everybody knows somebody that has either been divorced or separated, or, or you know, if not themselves. And you know, nobody... it's amazing when you're going through the process yourself. Because I'm currently going through a separation, and divorce. But when yeah. you're going through the process yourself, you start hearing about so many well, other you people do, that you, you know. know. And, and, and people assume that I am. I mean, I'm 17 years married. 
this month but one doesn't take that for granted because mm. you, you never do know what's around the corner and mm. nobody walks up the aisle visiting yourself or, or anybody else no. that their marriage is going to be over uh, and, and you know uh, and that's why I'm, I'm bringing this um, mm. and, and I hope that, that people will vote yes And what sort of reaction have you got on the streets when you're talking to people about it I mean is it quite positive are they quite positive Yeah I, I think most people you know feel that this is a reasonable approach to me it's a moderate um, proposal but a significant reform and will help future generations uh, and people going through marital breakdown because prolonged matrimonial litigation is really difficult uh, on, on spouses and the entire family. And if this is passed, uh, let's say, for example, in this referendum, how long can you envisage to take in legislation to come in? And for those people who are currently in the process, maybe they're just getting separated at the moment, they're thinking to themselves, I want to get divorced. Will it apply to them? How will it apply and how long will it take? Well, if the referendum passes, um, it'll be up to the Minister for Justice, but hopefully as soon as possible we can get... The, it's simply an amendment of Section 5 in the Divorce Act, so hopefully we can do that as soon as possible. But there'll be a few things to tie up in relation to the foreign divorces, of course. There will yeah, be stuff there'll be, we can will, do legislation in relation to that, that as well. That will all have to be tested yeah. to make sure. I mean, at the moment... If somebody, by the way, has a divorce in another country, they have to go to the circuit court, I believe, in this country to have that divorce rubber stamp, so to speak. Yeah, it can be the circuit court or the high court. I mean, if, if you're divorcing... Uh, in, in Ireland the circuit court is usually up to f- you know 5 million in terms mm. of assets and so it's very few percentage would be in the high court And in relation to divorce in this country I mean divorce in this country I suppose it, it, it's for the state obviously for, you know for recognition from the state but we have a system whereby and I was told this before maybe you could disagree with me time if I'm wrong or not that we have the second bite of the cherry as some people call it which divorce comparison to other countries in this country is not full and final. I mean, people can still come back to each other looking for more. Mm. Why is that? Yeah, I mean, th- there is no such thing as a clean break in Ireland as there is in the UK. So the and word divorce is, is a bit of a misnomer. Um, you know, it, it, it was, I suppose, to provide for people that m- may find themselves in difficult financial circumstances post-divorce. So for, so, so for, for a very... Um, strong, you know, de- example would be somebody who won the lotto, for example, um, and maybe the wife found herself in very difficult financial circumstances and may have an argument then to go in post-divorce. Now, that's an extreme example. Um, but the, the courts at the same time would be very much guided by the G&G case, which is a Supreme Court decision, which goes to the heart of what fun and final settlement is. So it's not open to a spouse to go in willy-nilly um, post-divorce and so say, I, I want more money it's just, more about because, somebody who might have just because somebody's got a better job. Mm-hmm. You know, there has to be really Really, you know, because everything would have already been ventilated in the court. So there had to be a very strong argument why somebody should look for more. So, so it's all about proper provision. And, it, and proper provision is provided for still and will remain in the Constitution. Um, the fact that you have to go to court to get a divorce will remain in the Constitution and, 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 and no prospect of reconciliation will remain in the Constitution. I mean, in relation to separation, I mean, you've worked in the family law for many, many years and you've gone through so many cases and dealt with so many couples. Do you think it's a fair system in Ireland? Do you think, I think the family it's really, law system is You know, fair? I've always spoken very openly about about the adversarial uh, aspect to, to, to our common law jurisdiction, particularly for, for family law matters. Um, and I, you know, that's why I wrote my book on mediation mm. back in 2012. Um, I, I think it's really important that we try and keep spouses out of court if we can and, and try and look at alternative ways uh, and I would think more appropriate ways to resolve Because the last disputes. thing you want is a complete stranger who's a judge making a decision that I mean, affects the rest you know, of your a, life. A court-opposed yeah. outcome isn't the ideal. If, you, if the, both couple can find a way to, to, to navigate through that you know the terms of their divorce in 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 a, in in a in a way that they can do it themselves rather than leaving mm. it to the court. Obviously, that's preferable, but it isn't always possible because it's a high conflict situation. You know, and it's it's one of the it's one of the most traumatic, most destructive experiences that a person can go through is a divorce. Um, you know, and and you know it, it has a long lasting effect on people. They don't just get over it. You know that quickly. So we have to try and make it more humane. 
All right, well, listen, thank you very much indeed for coming in, Josepha Madigan. And I'm sure a lot of people out there who are getting divorced will thank you very much for bringing this bill uh, through the doll and eventually to uh, the stage where we're at a referendum. Uh, we will be speaking to somebody earlier on who's advocating a no vote as well. Uh, so if you if you are a no voter, we'd like to hear from you as well. Uh, so far, by the way, the text coming in overwhelmingly, I can just tell you the text coming in at the moment, 86% of people who've texted in have texted in they'll be voting yes in the referendum. So obviously the other 80 or 14% are saying no. I'd like to know why. If you want to give us a call, you can. The number is oh. 87188008. How will you be voting in the referendum on the 24th? See, somebody said I did say the 23rd earlier on. Uh, no, the 24th is the day of the referendum. Will you be voting yes or no to remove that from the Constitution to allow couples to get divorced quicker? And on the line is Margaret Hickey, who's advocating a no vote. Uh, good afternoon to you. Welcome to the show, Margaret. Good afternoon. Uh, Margaret, first of all, in brief, could you tell us why you want to advocate a no vote? I'm advocating a no vote because I think um, we're going to further weaken marriage as an institution and we'll further erode family life. And that is why, basically, and all listening to uh, Josepha there has confirmed my intentions, I have to say, because she spoke about, um, well, well, we know what's going to happen. The waiting time is going to be removed from the Constitution. So we will be depending on the Eroctus uh, to decide into the future what they think is an appropriate waiting time to apply for divorce. Now, she's, and I do believe she's quite sincerely committed to just keeping a, a two-year uh, waiting period. But And she says that the government is committed to marriage now, and she used the referendum from 15 as an example of that, mm. marriage referendum. Well, I think things have moved on, and things do move on. And we heard uh, Leo Varadkar say in the Dáil only a number of months ago that he felt that the, the constitutional protection for marriage is somewhat, I think he used the word, um, he didn't say obsolete, he said, anachronistic actually. And he felt there are other models of family life now, they should be all given sort of equal uh, treatment. Now, I don't agree with that. I think all the research proves that marriage as an institution serves children best and that it should be supported, it should be promoted actively, not undermined. Now, we don't hear children mentioned very much in this discussion and I think that's where we should, that's where I'm coming from and that's where my focus is and I don't think it will further liberalisation of divorce is going to serve their interest. We do okay. see the progress, you see. I mean, yeah. we, we've got here now, where, where were we in 1995 when we, um, when we introduced divorce constitutionally? We have progressed and we progressed towards liberalisation. Now she says the government is, uh, can be, you know, trusted. I, I don't believe that and I think that when you look, she looked for, at abortion uh, legislation, she says the terms of the draft. The, the uh, 12 weeks, yes, abortion, yeah. Yes, but it's already coming under pressure, serious pressure. And you hear, you know, all of the mitigating amendments were actually um, rejected by the government, uh, for one thing. And we have people like Peter Boyle, well, who's well, actually well, working for okay, well, well, advocating well, change. So okay, well, I, let's not go back to abortion anyway, but I, I understand why, mm-hmm. you're, why you're using the comparison. But can I ask you, yes. Margaret, do you agree with divorce at all? I, I, my own position here is that we have divorce in this country. And you accept Marriages that. break down. Marriages okay. break down. I'm a Democrat. I accept the results of the thing, of, the, of a referendum. But I also use my right to, to advocate, um, I think, measures mm. that will actually work okay. towards mitigating the effects okay, of well, divorce. Well, well, last year, divorce, well, okay, we last year we brought in... Not exacerbate Okay, well, last year we brought in, you know, uh, the fact that people obviously have to go to mediation now before they can get separated and divorced, right? Um, and that's, they have to, they have no choice in doing that's just like you have to go for a pre-marriage course before you get married. Um, the idea that people may have to not stay together, but they're financially tied to each other for five years, and in some cases do have to stay together, you know, while the divorce proceedings or separation proceedings are going on. 
for children, yeah. Yeah, because obviously you say that you, you want to obviously understand the, how children feel and all this, yeah. that can be very difficult. If you've got two people who just don't get on and they're in a very toxic situation, surely the sooner the better that's wrapped up and sorted out for the sake of everybody. Because I've spoken to children who've been in these situations and they said, once mum and dad split up, Everything was so much better. They got on better because they weren't together anymore. We got on better with them. Yes, it was a different family dynamic. But no matter what way you looked at it, you couldn't save the marriage anyway. So surely it's better for the children. I don't think so at all. I think that um, separation of parents impacts hugely on children. What can you do? Emotionally and in every other respect. Absolutely. I'm not disagreeing with you, Margaret. Of course it does. It has a massive impact on children, particularly if they're younger. Giving giving a pause makes a lot of sense. Pressing the pause button, allowing, you know, things to settle down. Because, you know, contrary to what... But surely two years is enough time to settle down. Not every couple is on the same hymn sheet with regard to marriage breakup. Uh, Sometimes there's one party who actually believes the marriage can be saved. Sometimes Sometimes it's one party who is injured. Uh, I, I, you know, I can come. Ac- I don't. I'm not a lawyer uh, like Josepha, but I come across examples of breakdown, and I know that it is the separation of the parents. It's the fact that daddy is no longer in the house, or mommy is no longer in the house, or the children are sharing time now with parents and step parents, where they used to have dedicated one mother, one father in their own home. That is what's devastating. And, and, and I'm not disagreeing with you, Margaret. Of course, that's devastating for children. But the, but the point, yeah. But the point is, no matter what legislation you had, be it five years. 10 years, 2 years, it wouldn't make any difference because those two people don't love each other anymore and they're not going to stay together. I I mean, are you suggesting that people should stay together just for the sake of their children, even if they're in a toxic situation? Not at all. Not at all. Because that would be worse, wouldn't it? Not at all. And people do separate. And, you know, in order to get a divorce, you have to be living apart for four of the previous five years. Mm -hmm. Now, in this country, now in England, it's, yes, two years at the minute, but it's two years in in, in a situation where both parents are both spouses agree. If they don't agree, it's actually five years. In, I shouldn't say the UK, sorry, England and Wales. It's actually five years. If they don't agree. Than, yes, if yes. Don't once, agree. once there is a commonality and people agree with the divorce, it can be done a lot quicker, obviously, because both people... Where there's toxic relationship, of course the, the children should be uh, protected and the, 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 whatever they, if the parents are in suffering, can't you know, live together in a civilised fashion. Of course, it's far better that they be separated. But I think very often that if you slow this down you are going to find that in some cases, they, when people appear and see how their separation is impacting on the well-being of their children, and it takes time to observe this. Children themselves, they can be very reticent. They can also, you know, keep a stiff upper lip, and they, they're involved in, in con- a conflicting situation between two parents they both love. But I think when parents observe this, and I think it's putting children back into the narrative, when they observe the huge impacts, and we don't have to look very far to see how marriage breakdown in this country is impacting children. I mean, look at the waiting lists. Which I'm, I'm not, I, I, but again, Margaret, you're singing from the same hymn sheet as me. I absolutely agree with you that marriage breakdown, separation, divorce has a massive impact on children. And what I'm seeing or what I'm hearing from Josepha is what she's saying is, let's not drag out that impact. Let's not make it worse. By dragging it out for four of the previous five years instead of two years, all you're doing is prolonging the inevitable because if somebody hasn't reconciled within two years, they're not going to reconcile. Okay, but why you didn't drag it out for two years? Why not have uh, six months, three months, two months? Well, realistically, probably the legal process probably takes that long anyway. No, no, the legal process only starts after the waiting period. Mm Mm-hmm. And the, the waiting process is already clogged up. She said so. She spoke about somebody called Sandra, who has to wait, I think, it's a year. 
that's now with, with, within the present situation. Um, and as you mentioned, another solicitor who said the system would become clogged up. That's another dimension to all of this. The public well, it is. That's, and that's no, a very fair that argument that we can't currently deal legally with the amount of cases we have. So why would we want more? And I, I, I appreciate that argument. And that's up to the Minister for Justice to sort that one out with the courts and have a dedicated court system just for family law. The, the whole idea that people who are going for maintenance orders or whatever have to go to a district court to see a judge who's just been dealing with some guy who's robbed a mobile phone at the same time as dealing with a family law matter is absolutely outrageous. We need trained judges who have been involved in mediation, like Josefa, who are used to listening to couples on a regular basis dealing with family law. But Margaret, all I'm saying to you is, you're saying to you, why not make it zero? I mean, at least I suppose you could argue that the referendum committee and Josefa are being reasonable and saying, well, look, like two years is what we see in other countries and it seems to work. Well, apparently not, because in England, where they have two years, and this is only for uh, situations where both uh, where both spouses uh, agree that they want to divorce, where there's total sort of uh, you know your matrimonial agreement, yes. Yeah, but but they're moving towards reducing that, and this is our next door neighbour. They find that you know their arguments they still stand against the two year, the four year, whatever it might be. If you look at a country like Holland, there's no waiting period whatsoever. There, I was on a radio show earlier this week with somebody who had experienced divorce in Belgium, and she said it's six. months months there. So, um, you know, liberalisation goes in one way. That is the nature of it. There's always somebody with a, a difficult situation, a predicament, a particular set of circumstances that would seem to demand, a, a, you know, an exception be made. And then when you look at that, you see, oh, well, let's change the rules to accommodate them. And this is the nature of, of liberalisation, of, of legislation. It goes towards that. And I think maybe we have a time now to just pull back and say, okay, we've had divorce. We've had it since 1995. It has impacted on, on families in this country. We have more breakdown now than we had in 1986 or 95 or whatever, you, whatever gauge you want to, to use as, as a sort of um, as a measure. Um, do we want to do something different? Well, you could argue, Margaret, that pre-divorce people are pre-separate. Well, people did get separated in this country before they got divorced and they got annulments and stuff like that. Pete, there were many couples because of, I suppose, the way we lived and the different type of generation that we had who lived together miserable. No, there's no comparison with the number. If you look at the numbers, and I won't bring statistics into it, I think you'll accept the fact that exponentially breakdown has happened and that it's impacting on our housing situation. One of the reasons we have a housing crisis is that we have so many fragmented families. It's impacting on our health services. It's impacting on children who have to wait in line for um, you know psychological, psychiatric services. Mm. We talk about the, their difficulties in relation to, say, social media, which is fair and good, but we don't talk about how family breakdown impacts on them. We don't raise awareness in parents to consider when they are in difficult situations in marital situations that can be very difficult to consider, yes, their own welfare, their mutual welfare, but also, and first and foremost, to consider how this is going to, what this is going to do. Margaret, one or two of the questions coming in here, by the way, somebody says, Margaret still hasn't answered the question. I'm in a situation where, I'm, where myself and my husband have been separated for the last year. Uh, unfortunately, we still have uh, financial ties. I really want a divorce. I've met somebody new in my life and I would love to get married. Uh, the possibility of getting married in the next three years is a no-go for me. Uh, my children on great with my new partner why can't we just get married what business is it of Margaret's if I want to get married again it's a kind of interesting question Margaret because obviously not having a divorce means you can't get married again and that's the whole idea of divorce absolutely yeah there's a difference between 
the separation, whether it's uh, legal separation, judicial separation, and divorce itself. Divorce allows, as that lady said, it allows, allows the couple to move on. But move on means, it means essentially uh, remarry, you know? Yeah. So that is, uh, may suit or it may not suit um, the situation from both perspectives. And there are two perspectives. Very often it's one person, you know, who may want to move on. The other person may cling to the to the marriage may wish for the sake of the children if not for their own sake that there could be uh, one household rather than split households and that's why I think it's not about asking well, people there's nothing I don't you want can to do. force uh, no, no, I mean if one person doesn't want to be with the other person there's nothing you can do to change no, your mind we're not discussing that I mean that's for sure they will be separated I mean if they cannot live together they will be separated mm. this is about this delay this, which we decided for very good reason I think back in, in 1995 but this four year in, not just to pass the referendum, which was suggested earlier on, but also to, to sort of make people realise that marriage is a very serious step, that divorce is a very serious step, and that the children, and the children were at the heart of the No campaign back in 1995, and they should be at the heart of this campaign now from the point of view of people like myself. And, and, and I am keeping children at the heart, yeah, but when well, I'm talking to you and to Josepha... The interest of this lady to move is, is it in the interest of her family? What's in the best in, what is, Margaret, what is in the best interest of the children? And by the way, when it comes to family law, when it comes to separation and divorce, always the judges will tell you, we do what is what we should do is what is in the best interest of children, right? But what is in the best interest of children? Is it that couples are tied together for a long time who may despise each other? Maybe there's domestic violence, maybe there's alcoholism, possibly in some extreme, extreme circumstances, or they just don't love each other anymore. Is, is that in the best interest of those children not to allow those two individuals to move on with their lives and move into new lives where the children could be happy with the new partner of the woman or the man or whatever it happens to be? Is it not in the best interest of everybody that that, that paragraph in their life can be closed? Well, I mean, yes, I mean, I'm not saying to go back to myself, I'm not saying lives together with their children if there's strife and if there's a major conflict. Now, I'm not talking about low conflict because there's low conflict, of course, in every marriage, in every family at some point. But where there's serious problems, I am not for one moment suggesting that the children should be locked into a toxic relationship with one or with both. But that's the fact problems. of life, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I'm not saying that. No, there will be separation. Separation is required for four to five years. But, you know, pe- people do reevaluate as time goes on. Um, new relationships may not always, you know, stand the test of time. This is just simply pressing a pause button. And, you know, you can give that lady give an example there of where everyone is happy to move on, children included. But that's not really typical from my experience. Now, even just yesterday, two people... Well, it depends on the age of the children, I suppose. Yeah, particularly if they're young children, it's very difficult for... I mean, look, we all understand. If you've got, say, two children who are five and eight years of age and a couple are getting separated and divorced, it takes a long time, well, also the children are 18 or 23, for you to move separately with your lives. We don't understand. Big parents have to communicate for the sake of the sake of the children we understand that but if the children are older for example and you've got older children who are maybe 17 18 19 or 20 whatever it is well then there's not much time left divorce for them a quicker divorce for them would be certainly more beneficial wouldn't it no, I see. I don't think it has. I don't think that that the, the quickness of the divorce. Or maybe they. Or maybe they've no children, Margaret. Yeah, yeah. But, but well, that, again, we're we going to right, sure. And then there's some countries where there's separate provision uh, in divorce um, in the in the in the enactment of divorce legislation for couples with no children. They look differently at couples with children. In this country, there is no. We don't. We didn't distinguish, um, and we didn't distinguish between fault and no fault. Okay, so so did, would it be okay then? Say for you would have you would be all right with say. Uh, 
uh, couples with no children having a quicker divorce. You'd yeah, well, a- I mean, I'm dealing with the status quo yeah. we have here. There's no point in imagining something else. We are where we are. We okay, have a, okay we well, have well a- we are where we are, but stay there for a second because I want to just take one or two callers on, Margaret, and, and I know I've given you lots of time there and, and I want to give you as much time as possible to advocate that no vote if you want to. Uh, Tina, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Tina? Hi, I'm fine. How are you? Good. Tina, how will you be voting in this referendum? Can I ask you? You see, I want to vote yes to give the people the opportunity to move on. Nobody wants to be locked into a really bitter, uh, sad situation forever and ever, which it would feel like. But at the same time, when the government don't give you a a definite guarantee of two years, at least to give you time to think about it, two years has gone in the wink of an eye, as Mm. we all know. But it's just, uh, I don't trust government, to be quite honest with you, and I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence. I do want to vote yes, but I do feel that I wouldn't see children in a sad situation either. Or couples, anybody for that matter. Yeah, you're, you're sitting on the fence here, Tina. You're not answering the I question am, I asked yeah, you. I am, I, I am voting yes. I, I, well, I'm, 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 thinking of you, I'm thinking of you in the ballot box, or standing at the ballot box on yeah. the 24th. You've got one box to tick. You can't ask a question, unfortunately. Yeah, you see, this is the thing with Fianna Gael. Do you know what I mean? So what are you, what are you saying? You don't trust the government? Oh, God, no. But, no, no, and, no. and by the, by the way... can't be shifted from there quick enough. Okay, the Oireachtas have said they're going to legislate for two out of the previous three years. But yes, you're right. Another government could be elected in, you know, two years' time and could change that to one year. It's very unlikely uh, because I don't think it would be very popular to do that. So it is quite unlikely. But in saying that, yes, it could happen. Um, so that's what your concern is. So, so how, what are you going to do then? Because it is as it is. That's what you're being asked. They're not going to change the question. I'd say I'm going to vote, yes. To let people move on. I have to be... I I couldn't stand over seeing people being locked into a a desperate situation. I wouldn't be all on for a quickie divorce either because that's not fair to kids. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to see Las Vegas style, you know, married and divorced the same day. No, 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 no. Uh, Because why? Do you you believe that devalues marriage? Yeah, and then... (laughs) There's a breakdown in society, I feel. Don't get me wrong, the preferable situation is for any child to grow up and a mum and dad together being happy. That's a preferable situation. We all know that. Yeah. But it's, well, not, but it's not real life, is it? I mean, so, no, you know, no we, it's not fairy tale. No, I, it happens a lot of the time, but a lot of the time it doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's unfortunate. And, and, and I agree with Margaret, the children's well-being is paramount. But yeah. unfortunately, when you've got a situation where you've got two people who just don't love each other anymore, or maybe there is domestic violence or whatever it happens to be, that marriage has to end for the sake yeah. of the children as well as the sake of themselves and yeah. for the sake of everybody. Now, we're arguing now over whether it should be five or two years or four or two years. And, you know, for a lot of people, they're voting yes, but Margaret is advocating a no vote. And I know a lot of people are going to vote no. Some people will vote no. Um, but Margaret, you it would be fair to say, Margaret, that yourself and maybe... Um, the likes of David Quinn from the own Institute, it's almost like a voice in the wilderness in some sense. Would that be fair to say? Well, I suppose time will tell, but I do think that if the issues and the, the implications of what we're voting on uh, were discussed fully and aired maybe in a more comprehensive way, I think maybe more people would would think better of maybe the initial response. I mean, yeah, most people... I mean, I, say, I can tell you from a radio presenter's point of view, I mean, this is the first time we've discussed the referendum during the referendum period, right? And the main reason for that is it's difficult to get people on the air who are advocating a no vote. 
you know, yeah, I, I, I know you are, yeah. Marga, but it, it is difficult for us. And obviously, as you know, we have to have balance. And I, and I mm-hmm. want to give you the airtime to say what you want to say. But it is difficult for, for the media in general at the moment to get the no campaigners because there well, isn't I many suppose, many of them. Yeah, we might often find that perhaps for previous campaigns that, you know, people who do come on and who advocate a minority position can, can, can get quite a roasting. And uh, there's another complication, I think, yeah. at this particular time. And, you know, this is, is what it is, that we're facing into local elections as well. And we've two new uh, political parties on the scene. And a lot of the people who normally would be sharing your space with me uh, from this uh, point of view uh, are actually either standing themselves as candidates or supporting actively candidates on the ground. So I think that might be a reason actually why you have some difficulty getting people. But I don't... It was the same during the children's referendum. We had the same issue that it was difficult to get people... Now, there wasn't a great turnout for that referendum, but it was difficult to get people to advocate the no vote in that particular instance as well. Margaret, can I ask you, because somebody just texted and said, can you ask Margaret, did she vote no uh, in the the, uh, repeal the eighth, and also in the marriage equality. Did you vote no in both of those as well? Yes, yes, I did. Oh. I was actually involved in both campaigns. And can I ask you if it's not a personal question? You don't have to answer if you don't uh, want to. Are you Christian? No. Yes. Okay, so are you coming from a Christian point of view or standpoint? No, absolutely not here. I'm looking at civil marriage. I think, yes, there was a time when uh, the church would have advocated that constancy and loyalty to the marriage vows. It's not happening anymore. But civil marriage is essentially the same thing. It's, it's meant to be. People make similar vows. It's not exactly identical vows. They commit to one another for life. And I think it would be a very good thing now if the civil authorities would invest in that in the way the church in the past invested in the, the importance of commitment. Not just for the sake of the couple, but for the sake of their children. Um, I know that, um, I mean, there's so many issues coming up here, it's really hard to, to keep running with all of them. But I do think that um, there, there, there was a little effort on the part of, say, Obama and David Cameron at one point to promote the involvement of both parents actively in their children's lives. But it's, it's become more and more difficult to do that. But I think perhaps, you know, if we can see, and we can see from ERSI studies, and nobody will question their uh, validity, that children fare best, you know, when they're brought Absolutely. up with their parents. Well, we look, no, no, you don't have to go to ERSI. You can look at statistics from around the world in relation to how children fare off uh, in single-parent families or broken homes. And absolutely, children are more likely to get into trouble. They're more likely to drop out of college. They're more likely to end up in jail. Uh, they're more likely to be involved in crime. Absolutely, we understand that. But unfortunately... statistics that came up early on, Joe Seifert took some pride in the fact that our, our divorce rate is very low. Which it is. And it is, and I, and I hope it doesn't go any higher. But what I'm saying to you is, those situations of those families breaking up, whether you had divorce or not, are going to happen anyway. If we didn't have divorce and we didn't have separation, they'd still live apart because they hate each other. So the children would still fare off exactly the same. I don't believe reducing it to five to two years is going to make any difference to those children's lives. Well, it may well it it may make a difference to to the person who is the aggrieved spouse or the injured spouse. Uh, I mean, they may not be willing to allow the other partner to move on quite so readily. But they, they, but is that not they just? Might. But they're going to move on. The point they is, time, they're going to move on anyway. Absolutely, but let's just press the pause button on it Let, because it's so important. Because there's so many things at stake for for society as a whole. Because we all pick up the pieces for, for marriage, dis- for family disintegration. But let's just press the pause button. What's wrong if five years? Was con- is still considered a good idea in, in England and Wales, incidentally, if both partners aren't in agreement, aren't on the same hymn sheet about this. But um, why not just just cool down, calm down, just take time out, let people reflect on the importance of the step they're taking. They may end up taking the same step, most of them may very well do, some may not. Okay, well, well do me very well, I, I need to get more callers in as well, Margaret, because I obviously have to have the other side on as well, because Robbie, you're at, well, well, hang on, well, hang on, Margaret, hang on for two seconds. Uh, Robbie, you're on Classic Kids, how you doing, Robbie? They may end up taking the same step, most of them may very well do, some may not. 
Robbie, are you there? Okay, I'll come back to Robbie in a second because I was got the radio on the background. Um, Jeffrey, you're on, well, actually, let me go back to Robbie again. Sorry, Robbie, are you there? Hello? Okay, no sign of Robbie. All right. Uh, I'll go back to Jeffrey. Jeffrey, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Jeffrey? Um, hang on, I've got a problem with my phone line for some reason. Jeffrey, how are you doing? Good, thank you, yeah. How are you doing, Jeffrey? Um, you're advocating a no vote as well? I am, yes, yeah. And why? Well, the reason is that um, basically, if you see that uh, marriage is uh, is essentially a contract between two people, mm-hmm. and if you, you know, if in the clauses that you sign up to in going into any contract, if uh, you know, if 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 the you're not buying you're, you're not buying a car here, by the way. These these are two no, human know, beings. No, yeah. Let me finish. But if you if if the if the cost to pull out are 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 less, you're not going to put as much. You're not going to invest as much in, into it. You're not going. Do to, you really believe that? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, do you do you not, honestly believe that a couple who are not getting on well together, or maybe as I mentioned earlier on, there's alcoholism or domestic violence or drugs or something else involved in the, in the breakdown of the relationship? Do you really believe they're saying, "Ah, sure, look, we can get out of this in two years rather than five, so I'll hang on in here." Do you really believe that's going to make it announce a difference to how people feel while their marriage is breaking I, I down? I think that there's a much bigger, that's quite much bigger question disingenuous to, of you to suggest that. I'm not denying it's a contract, and that's why we have I, yeah. to go to court to get out of it. Yeah, what I'm saying is that you know you're quoting about domestic abuse and so forth. These are a small percentage of the cases. Um, you think you know, so? What about what about infidelity? Well, the majority of relationships break down because of infidelity. There's many marriages that where there was infidelity and then the couples came back together and the relationship... Well, and, and that's fine if those couples are willing to do that, but some are just not willing to do that. Maybe, you know, a husband or a wife is not willing to forgive their, their partner uh, for numerous infidelities and they want to move on with their lives with somebody who will actually love them and respect them. Well, look, let's just look, let's look at it in the broader picture. Cost to society of broken marriages is massive. You're talking in the millions or billions, I would say. Absolutely. But and there's but there's nothing, us not reducing it to two years is not going to make an ounce of difference to that. The you have is when, when a marriage breaks down, the statistics and the data all show that the children of that marriage fare worse. And the interesting point is that... Abs- absolutely, but you're, not, you're missing the point I'm trying to make. Do you believe by not having divorce is going to make an ounce of difference to that statistic? Of course it won't. But it won't make a difference. How will it make a difference? People are still going to split it up anyway. Well, I mean, that's a very fatalistic point of view. You know, oh, do they stay together for the sake of the children and, and hate each other? Is that what they should do? Well, I don't think that people naturally hate each other. You're, you're just Some people a do. very polarised view of this. It's not a polarised view. Sometimes couples, maybe there's been infidelity, maybe there's been domestic abuse, or maybe they've fallen out of love, they despise each other. Are you married? Are you married? I'm going through a divorce. Well, okay. All I can say is that, that whenever you marry, when you marry, you actually make a promise, you make a commitment. So marriage is a contract. It's not just something you sign. Absolutely. Of, you know, and I signed up to a contract 25 years ago when I got married, and I was quite happy to continue with that contract. But, but, but sometimes it doesn't work out. You don't walk up the aisle thinking, sure, how long is this going to last? And I should get 10 years out of this or 20 years or 25 years. That's not, there's no couple walks up the aisle wanting to get divorced. But, what are, but I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that if it's easier to be divorced, 
it means it's easier to be married because married because you just don't think about you don't think about oh listen I'm going to be uh, you, you, you know I mean you think that if if this doesn't work out okay right? do you agree with divorce at all I, well I think I mean I, I I'm Catholic I think that marriage is marriage is it's for life. life. So, so what happens if if you're not getting on with the other person, you're stuck with them? Is that it? You're, well, I mean, you're, you're stuck with them? I, I know many people in families where the parents didn't get on all of the time. That just doesn't, I just don't think it's a good reason. I mean, what, the point I'd like to make, Niall, if I can, is that, um, that by shortening the time frame for divorce, there will be more divorces, and there will be more divorces. There's no evidence of that. There's no evidence of, of that. Of course whatsoever. I don't, but I know there will be. Wait, no, no, um, you're saying you know, but you've no evidence to back up that statement. Well, look, if you legalise something, there's, there's more, it happens more. No, an absolute, well, then, that, then that's an absolute and utter nonsense. Just because then, you legalise well, okay, something is not going to mean that everybody's going to suddenly then, do it. What, what's the point of reducing the... If, the okay, time? can I ask you, are you married? I am, yes. Okay. Yeah. When they legalise, how long are you married? Uh, about nine months. Okay, now, divorce is legal in this country. Does that make your marriage break down? No. Just because of the fact that you can get out of it if you want to? Does it make your marriage break down? No. You're, um, you're in love with your wife, and you love her. I'm actually living in the UK. I oh, well, whatever, in the UK. Her. But So you're in love with your wife. Just because mar- divorce is legal doesn't mean you're going to give up on your marriage. I don't believe for a minute that the sky will fall in if we suddenly legalise, or should I say not legalise because it's already legal, but reduce the time. I don't believe the sky... But, but, but hang on, let Robbie... I want Robbie to get in as well. How yeah, I mean, I was just trying to make a point. You didn't let me make it now. I let you make loads of points, in fairness. Thank you. Yeah. So I let Robbie just... He wants to make a point to you as well. Robbie, you're on Classic Kids. You're voting yes. Why? Well, Mark is saying I'll mean you actually agree on something. Well, Okay. Well, yeah, I will be voting yes because I think that the no side, um, I have to say, I think the argument is quite poor, to be honest with you. I mean, well, they're concerned about children, the well being of yeah, children. Well, I mean, the, the well being of children as well can come in as a fact that the, the parents are not getting on and they're living in a, a, a home where two people don't love each other anymore and they're not getting on with each other anymore. And I mean, that can be just as bad as living in an abusive home or a home with alcohol as well. Do you know what I mean? Because the children are seeing this and are being brought up in an environment that is not very good for them. Like, I mean, the the thing is, if people are going to be separated for two years or five years, I mean, there's no going back on that one. Like, as you said, when you get married originally, you, you're walking up the aisle kind of saying, am I going to be here for 10 years? Nobody thinks like that, you know what I mean? Everybody thinks, this is this is forever. I've met my princess or my prince or so, so on, you know? And but is it make, the argument from the no side is that it makes it too easy? And I think that's the argument, of course, that Jeffrey's I, making, is that we're devaluing marriage in some way. I don't think we are. I Eroding it, I suppose. I, I don't. I don't agree. Look, I mean, if people have decided that they want to get a divorce, it's not something that happens within the two years before they're allowed to get the divorce. This has been happening before that. You know what I mean? And that could have been two or three years previous to them deciding to get that divorce. Is that you a fair? I mean? Well, is that a fair point, Jeffrey? I, I, I don't accept the argument that that uh, reducing the time to get out is not on the value marriage. Like, I mean, do, do you want to make it? Do you mean do you want to make it three weeks to get out of marriage? Is that not like the, the reason? The reason that more people will get divorced is simply it's simple it's simple logic. It's got nothing to do with I mean, say my own faith perspective. It's actually just logic. People, you know, it, it's it's just absolutely based on on human nature. 
it's based on nothing, to be perfectly honest with you, and it's not logic. I mean, you're going to get a spike in relation to the divorces because um, if it does go through to the two years, you're going to have people who had been probably waiting four years and now... And now going to apply, yes. That, was, no, that, that spike that, will last a short time. A, yeah. yeah, and that's going to be a false figure for a time, and then you'll see the figures come down. But to be but how, what basis are you saying that? How do you, you know you're saying you're going to have a fight? The basis that I'm saying that is because people have applied for divorce. I think, I think the point, Jeffrey, he's making is that everybody acknowledges that if we bring in legislation by the end of this year, for example, if we enact that referendum change, if indeed it was passed, uh, that there will be a short spike probably for a couple of years because there are people currently waiting at the moment, possibly in, a, in the third year. They can then now apply for divorce. So you will see for two years, possibly a spike in the amount of divorces. But that should settle exactly. back to the original figure that it was at. Yeah. That's the point he's making, I think. That's the point, exactly. And the thing is that, like, I mean, the, the whole thing about the family unit as well. Look, I mean, anything that's a breakdown in the family unit is not going to be good for the children. Where to be staying in a, a house where the two people don't love each other anymore, and that's going to be bad for the children. Obviously, domestic violence, alcohol issues, and so on mm-hmm. and so forth are bad as well. I mean, because I do, I do agree with Jeffrey, and I also agree with Margaret, what they're saying, you know, Divorce is not a good situation for children. Separation is not a good situation for children. Family breakdown is not a good situation for children. But the point is that no matter whether we had divorce or separation or whatever it is, those circumstances are unavoidable. That people do fall out of love. Marriages do break down. Uh, Jeffrey, uh, lots and lots of people texting in and saying, it's all well and good for Jeffrey. He's a Christian. If he wants his Christian values in relation to marriage, well and good. Off he go. But marriage is not only a Christian ceremony, but it's also a state ceremony. In other words, the state are involved in this and two people have the right, if they're not Christians, for example, to separate or divorce. Why is he getting involved? Is that a fair question, Jeffrey? Why am I getting involved? Well, well, I suppose... Because I I have an an entitlement to vote as well as anybody else who's atheist or whatever. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think... If I can just go back to what the the last chap there commenting who was advocating a yes vote, he said something about what happens if two people just don't feel in love anymore. Well, I'd have to say that the fact is that that love is actually a decision. It's not a feeling. Yes, it is. And, well, no, the feeling actually comes from the decision. From from actually being a loving person. That's just one point. The other thing. The other thing I was. Well, I, don't, to say, I don't know. I mean, we could get the whole psychology of that, Jeffrey. But I mean, when you're in love with somebody, most people out there will will testify that it is a feeling. Yes, I'm not. I, I'm just not denying that. I'm saying it's also a decision. It's a commitment as well. Absolutely. You 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 you, you say that you know in your in your marriage vows, you know most marriage vows will will include something like you know. For better, for worse. So, in sickness and in health, to love, honor, exactly. obey. So the, well, the, the honor, obey is, words are not really used very much anymore. The, the, yeah, but the point is that I don't think there's any marriage vows which actually say, you know, for better and and not for worse. So the point is that things sometimes. But yeah, well, get things bad. Can, things can get bad, and and yes, you're right. Being as a couple, uh, be it married or co- cohabiting couples, might argue the same as well. Uh, you know, it does mean that you have to try a little bit harder if one person is sick or, say, if the bills come in and you don't have the money, finances can put a huge strain on a yeah. marriage. And all those things, that's the for worse. But that may be not the, the driving point in separating two people in a marriage. You know, as I said earlier on, the majority of marriages break down because of infidelity, which is a big problem in marriage. Uh, one person going off and sowing the wild oats somewhere else. And, you know, the other person mightn't be that forgiving. Well, I mean, I don't think that that has to be the end of a marriage. And... Uh 
I'm sure there's, there's a lot of evidence that counselling has, you know, allowed couples to come back together and have stronger marriages. The point I'd like to make is that it is, it is a big cost to children. And actually, I was just looking at an article online here from Andy Murray, the tennis player, just going back about 10 years. And he says that his, his parents' divorce fueled his aggression. It's quite interesting. Like, at the time, he was, like, 19 years mm-hmm. old. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and this is something I've read also, that the that the breakdown of of a of a parent's marriage actually has an impact on adult children as well. The other thing is that it is. I have no doubt that's the, Jeffrey. I'm not going to deny that, and I yeah. know. I, and I think the majority of people voting yes or no would absolutely agree with you that the primary thing here is the children, and whether they're adult children or young children, of course, it has a massive impact on their lives. But the point that people will make to you is. That whether there's a you know divorce or not, or whether it's five years or two years or no years, it didn't make any difference to the impact it's going to have on them. They, the parents are still going to separate anyway. Yeah. Do you understand okay. what I'm saying? Well, well, let me let me just bring Catherine in if I can as well, because Catherine, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Catherine? Hello, hi, Nan. I I think Jeffrey said that love is a decision. Is that what he said? Well, he did say it was a feeling, but a decision. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I wish. Was, I wish. I said yeah. it was a decision. And then that the feeling follows from the decision. I, well, well, I don't know. I don't know, Je- Jeffrey. I have never heard of a person who gets married making a decision and then falls in love afterwards. Never heard of that. No, I'm not, well, I'm not suggesting well, that. Okay, well, no, but that's what you're saying. It's a decision that's followed by a feeling of love, uh, which I completely disagree with you. The feeling of love comes first. Well, I wish my parents had decided to to love each other because my, my father was um, extremely cruel to my mother and to us as a result and uh, when when we would hear him coming home from work uh, we would have to lock ourselves in our bedroom door you know into our bedrooms because um, you know he, he, he was extremely aggressive both to my mother and to, to us as children so we lived a life of hell now um, and, and, and so therefore I <laughs> I mean, his decision to, uh, if that was love, I think we could, he could have kept us, you know, because we had a terrible, terrible life. Children, I'm talking, I was mm. a child. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I have, gosh, I have great sympathy for you. And I mm. think that's, you know, absolutely. I don't think that, I don't think people should be, you should be forced together, particularly if, you know, if, 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 if the wife or the children are physically in danger. I mean, absolutely oh, yes, not. We you know, I'm, yeah. I'm not, I mean, goodness knows. I, I, I you know, I, I completely understand. I suppose the point I'm, the point I'm trying to put across is that, look, f- f- forget, just supposing, supposing if I was right in my proposal, my suggestion, my opinion, that by reducing the timeline to get a divorce, that there'll be more divorces. Now, that means, if that's true, it means that there will be a greater cost to the society and to the taxpayer. The reason is that children from divorced, from families that have broken up, fare, don't fare as well, less of them go to college, they're less successful, they have more psychological problems. There's there's a lot of data to support that. And so just the taxpayer should be aware of this, I suppose, when... But you're, ba- when you're basing that on a statistic that you don't actually really have, Jeffrey. Well, well no, I... Mean, because I, 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 don't, I don't see any evidence to suggest that reducing it from four out of the previous five to two out of the previous three is going to have a massive increase in divorce. Or it's going to encourage people to break up. So you're basing that, your idea of taxpayers, it costing taxpayers money, 
Uh, I think it's a bit of a red herring, to be honest with you. What I'm trying to say is that if I'm right, if I'm right... But the chances... That you, but you, you can't just throw something out and say, if I'm right. You don't have any evidence to back it up. I mean, I'm giving my opinion... You're well, okay, but, your yeah, opinion. but, but I'm, not, well, I'm not giving you an opinion. I'm only asking to back it up with figures. If I said to you, for example, by voting yes, the sky is going to fall in, let's just suppose, that would be a silly I argument because I've no evidence that's going to happen. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? Some parents who have broken up do not fare as well. We, we, yeah, we know that. We've, we've, all, we've all agreed with that and we've established that, that children from broken homes don't fare off as well in life generally. Now, many do, by the way, but statistically, and the data's there, the evidence there to prove that. I accept that. I've seen the evidence in relation to that. But the point I made to you is they're still breaking up when anyway. Have, when you have homelessness well, and addiction, that is a cost to society as well, isn't it? What, what do you mean an eviction? Uh, homelessness. And yeah, but homelessness has nothing to do with the fact that we're reducing divorce from five to two years. That's not going to make an ounce of difference to homelessness. Has, is one of the... So, Jeffrey, you're, the, you're just throwing stuff in there. Reducing the time from five to two. If you were bringing in divorce for the first time, we could probably have these arguments with some level of credibility. But reducing the time limit is not going to make people homeless. Because provisions have already been made during a separation. In relation to housing, in relation to maintenance. They're all, by the way, divorce. Let's clarify what divorce is. People have already had, when they go for a divorce, generally they've already had a separation. So they've already established the assets. They've already established the welfare of the children. They've already established all the financial needs of both parties. So those things are already dealt with, Jeffrey. Divorce is just the next stage so they can get married again. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I just I, the, the 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 point I'm making is that that when if there's more divorce as a result of a a yes vote in the referendum, that there will be a cost to the taxpayer. That's okay, okay. Well, you, you can say that, Jeffrey, but I don't believe you have any evidence to support that statement. But anyway, look, I have to wrap it up. Thank you very much indeed, Margaret and Jeffrey, uh, both on the no side and advocating a no a vote, which I'm happy to give plenty of time on the air to, and also to Josepha Madigan, who was on earlier on campaigning as well for the yes vote. You can decide yourself what way you're going to vote. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.